I'm Brad. I'm Justin. And I'm the Cinemaiden. We're just three friends, quarantined all around the world, chatting movies. We are the Cinema Guys. Welcome to the show. Hey, welcome to another episode of The Cinema Guys. Episode 99. We're almost 99. there, guys. 99. We should, in I this, got this 99 episode is all look. about Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> no. no. It's about I'm actually surprised you didn't like throw that out there. Be like, guys, you guys need to binge some Brooklyn Nine-Nine for episode Ooh, I'm always binging Brooklyn Nine-Nine. This week, thanks to all but one movie, we're doing two movies, but our main review and our top this is from our biggest patron of the show shout out to marty who gave us the list and the movie to watch martin that was my shout out (laughs) martin is this real name martin Martin? is this real name martin oh yeah also in case anyone didn't know it's my dad (laughs) it makes us sound way cooler when they don't know it's your dad (laughs) I know. They're like, people are giving? That's a mi- Oh, it's it's her dad. <laughs> it's the Our biggest dad. one's my dad. Yeah. But you know, no. he might be going away with this corona stuff, so uh, we might be losing our biggest patron. We'll, uh, we'll keep see. our fingers crossed. Everyone's suffering right now, even yeah. local podcasts. Tough. Even podcasts. But like I said, this week we are talking two movies. We're talking a new movie from Amazon Studios called Sella and the Spades. You can check it out on Amazon Prime. And then we are going back to the 60s for our patron pick in The Great Escape. Oh my gosh, did you just call it the patron pick? I liked that. The patron pick, starring Steve McQueen, James Garner, and a few other familiar faces. It was kind of hard to to pick them out, like the names you knew, but seeing them so much younger, because I'm used to seeing them like... Later Kinda on weird. in the film. What year did it come out? 1963? 63, 63, 63. I wasn't even a twinkle in an eye then. Yeah, I, was, I was never close. Our top this this week, also from our patron, is our list of top three gay friends. And we're doing films and TV was the list we're doing. When I was searching through some lists, uh, Lando Calrissian showed up because he's considered pansexual, pansexual. because of his... Yeah relationship with the robot before we roll into top this i want to say visit our friends at the esquire at esquiretheater.com as you know theaters are closed right now but they are doing a lot of fun social media events like on their facebook twitter instagram a lot of little contests to win stuff from the esquire and you can also rent some independent films directly through their site which some of the proceeds go to the theater to help them out in this tough time that everyone is kind of going through. And uh, theaters especially, I can't imagine. Um, but they are really being as creative as possible. Yeah, AMC Theater is, might be going uh, filing for bankruptcy very soon. Oh. Wow. So it's 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 tough. I, I miss going to the theater. It's one of the things that I miss about well, yeah, more than, movie, you know, actually day. seeing people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You miss going to sit in a dark room alone more yes. than being around other people. Being around other people. <laughs> I do miss going to the movies, but 
Not as much as I miss others. No. (laughs) (laughs) Let's jump in to top this. Like I said at the beginning with my report that I love to give the Cinemaiden and Justin, we are we our top this was given to us from our biggest patron. Can I call him Papa Cinemaiden? Papa Cinemaiden, yeah. There we go. His list is top three gay friends in and we picked movies or television. Are we uh round robining or are we straight listing it? We're round definitely robin. round robbing in, in, in it. Okay. Cinemaster has spoken. Yes. Start it off. First, I'm going to go from the most current film to the oldest film. My first one is Captain Cleansingdorf from Jojo Rabbit. Ah. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I really liked that character and I liked sort of also like what he represented in that whole tale that they were telling. Not only was he someone who was gay, uh, uh, who was a German soldier, but also like, you know, sort of caught into the silliness of all of it. And he sort of represented just a different point of view from a soldier. I, I liked I liked him. And, he, you know, he had this great act of uh, saving Jojo in the end. So. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one. Okay, I'll go next. What do you got? What do you got, Cinnamon? No particular order. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, you're taking Willow? I take Willow. (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't have allowed TV TV shows shows. because that is an excellent choice. Uh, As soon as you said TV shows were allowed, I was like, that's it. My Willow. Okay. Mm. Do you remember the uh, musical where they do their song and it is like... As sexual as you could possibly be without on the you know for the WB without being the super sexual the sweet WB <laughs> it was good I love oh that's a good pick that's a good pick Thanks. and uh, in the comic book now they restarted the story and they just went ahead and started with her being, being gay. gay which I thought was a good just it makes sense with the character rather than mm. her figuring it out but it was the nineties so they had to figure that they had out to themselves. ease into that yeah I guess. All right, so mine, I don't know. We'll see, we'll see where they, where it goes with my first one here. Lando Calrissian. No. My first one is LeFou from Beauty and the Beast. Oh, my God. Oh, also, how yeah. do you know he's gay? Well, I think going, it is confirmed, right? Yes. Josh, that's, the, that's the dude that loved Gaston, right? Yes, correct. Jo- Josh ah, Gad played him in the oh, movie. Oh, sorry. I th- okay, okay, okay. I remember now the new one. Yes. I mean, right. even in the animated one, you kind of had a feeling, but, you but can't, it wasn't you can't like go confirmed. off of that. Yeah, you can't it, go off that. I mean, it's very. I never had the feeling. I never. I, I never guess, did either. I never really? put sexuality onto a film with no sexuality. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, I think I remember thinking, "I wonder how it works with a beast," but I didn't. I, I stopped there. <laughs> Well, she never did sleep with him while she while uh, he was also the beast, in the original animated. He, I thought, was way more attractive as the beast. But when he turns, he's oh, like real too. pale and me weird too. looking. Yeah, and I was like, "Ew, you traded down with <laughs> that spell." And he's not like super powerful and cool anymore. Now he's just a dude who has a castle. Real cool. He's just a, he's just a dude. <laughs> you could have had superpowers as like a werewolf beast. And still had the girl. Like, you would have gotten all the stuff, but mm. no. All right, so now we know that Brad puts weird sexual orientation onto completely 
bland characters. Well, obviously, yeah. it was animation. more so in the live action version mm, of it than it that's was. That's what you're animation. going with now. Okay, noted. He was like, "Did you ever notice that Flounder's always looking at Ariel, like from an d- upward perspective, down into her clams?" <laughs> Do you, you ever see the way Flounder looked at Sebastian? It was oh, ooh, if you want. I really to. thought Raj was had a thing for Aladdin. <laughs> The tiger. All right, Justin. All right, well, that's what do you have next? <laughs> Real cool. My second one is really good. As good as Willow? Uh, probably not that good, but it is Wallace from Scott Pilgrim. Oh, His that is roommate. a good one. Uh, Rory Cochran. Uh, not Rory Cochran. Rory uh, McCullen. Uh, Culkin. Yes, sorry. McCollin, that's his brother, Macaulay. Anyways, no, I thought he was a great character and he played it really well. No, he was and he again, was awesome that was, in that. That was still an earlier time uh, where film didn't do a lot with gay characters. And, and he wasn't just a stereotype, I didn't think. I thought he was a good just character. I, I like that one. That, that's a good character. I, I honestly didn't even think about him. I don't know that why that one even slipped my mind. My next one's from a movie. Mm. It's the Damien from Mean Girls. From Mean Girls? I don't remember. It was... Oh, the tall... The friend, the boy. Mm. That she, like, ditched uh, her, him, and the other girl. Yes. Uh, to be with the Mean Girls. Right, right, right. I love Mean Girls. Jumbo. I do, too. <laughs> Jumbo. Jumbo. I've, I've seen the movie once. And what? I vaguely it's remember It's such a parts. great movie. Why are you so obsessed with me? <laughs> Jumbo. I just laugh every time she says Jumbo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brad. My next one is a movie that I loved in from the early 90s, but Christian from Clueless. Oh. The boy she was in love with. And then when she found out he was gay, they became like besties and went shopping together. And like, Yeah, I remember. That one was a little inappropriate with the, the terms they used back then. Clueless. It's uh one. Of, it was one of my favorite movies. I had a crush on Alicia Silverstone, so I watched Ooh. that movie. I thought you were gonna say Paul Rudd, um, and then we were gonna talk about that. Hold on to that thought because wait, I'm going to bring. But wait, who doesn't have a crush on Paul Rudd? I'm. You mean the fact that he hasn't aged at all since exactly. that? Movie? He hasn't aged ever. Exactly. Um, no, I'm gonna bring up Clueless again once we talk about Selah and the Spades. Okay. Mm. So my final one. <laughs> Final is uh, one. it's a little bit more stereotypical, but I liked. I always loved the character of. We talked about it via text earlier today. George from My Best Friend's Wedding. That was <laughs> Julia Roberts. What ended up being her real best friend, who told her straight up what the truth is. <laughs> who was played by uh, what was the actress name in that? Rupert Everett. That's right, Rupert Everett. I liked him as actor. I don't know what else he's in. All kinds of stuff. A lot of things I've never heard of. Wasn't he in Cemetery Man? Yeah. Who has ever heard of Cemetery Man? Yeah. It's a, that's like his number four credit, and you knew it. I was like, Cemetery That's because Man, I, lo- I love that movie. If you ever want a quirky zombie comedy type movie, watch Cemetery Man. He's in an episode of Black Mirror. Oh, that's cool. Ooh, which gives me uh, my, I know what my at-home recommendation is going to be there. Okay, well, we're not there yet, Justin. Oh, sorry. I thought we were. All right, Cinnamon, ah. what is your final pick? All right. Who here has seen the movie Saved with Mandy Ooh, Moore? I like Saved. It's good. I have not. With Macaulay Dean. Culkin. That's the second yeah. Culkin brother. Whoa. Dean. The Dean, the main character, her best friend, and also she gets pregnant by him. He, mm. comes, out as, he comes out as gay in the end. That's right. Yeah. 
You know, if I was okay. going to pick a TV show, I would have picked uh, Raymond Holt. Nine Nine. He is a fun <laughs> character who's gay, and you and he plays a very just. I love his character. Why did you just give us a pick in, after? <laughs> Do well, you, you for some reason it reminded me of that? He's got to throw more in there. And you know, I didn't. You know, if I was doing a TV show. I would have picked that character, but, but we since I'm even not, doing a, I wasn't I'm even not doing, a doing TV, show. TV shows. But he, he needs he needs to pick more before I even get my final pick in. <laughs> I thought, yeah. it, always I thought of it earlier, and I didn't want it to escape <laughs> my brain. All right, what's your third one, Brad? <laughs> my final one is a newer movie. It is the character Amy from Booksmart. Oh, I didn't love Booksmart. I don't like oh, that movie. Really, no. I I found that movie hilarious. I found it so, so funny. That'll probably come up in our Selah and the Spades <laughs> conversation, too. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people liked it, so. You you probably are in a m- minority of, for Booksmart, as it would, I mean. Yeah. yeah That's okay. Justin do does not it. care about being in the minority no, of anything. I, no. I know you don't either, so. <laughs> do you have some that we missed? You can go to wearethecinemaguys.com. And let us know some of your picks for gay friends in film or TV. At the Haldwell School for Boarding and Day Students, there are five factions. The factions are realistic about the need for the student body to engage in their vices and are pragmatic in facilitating them. The first rule that they live by is that of not being a rat. And the only consequences they're concerned with are the ones that they impose themselves. We had a, the opportunity to see the movie Sella and the Spades, which is coming to Amazon Prime the week this episode comes out. Which we I thought it was Sella and the Spades, <laughs> but it, it was wasn't Sella. It was Sella. But we I were Sella as well. fortunate enough to be given a screener to to watch, and we're going to give a few thoughts. I think we're going to kind of keep it on the spoiler-free side since it is coming out this week, so. It, People can uh, go on Amazon Prime and watch it. Anyone who doesn't know what Selling the Spades is about, there are, what, five factions, and it it takes place in a boarding school, and these... Not really, because they didn't live there, did they? Yes, they did, did, because she 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 called... No, she she went home once, but she would call her mom. You saw like bathrooms where they're brushing their teeth and like showering and stuff. Yeah, I guess that's true, because well, I thought when you saw her go home that one time, I was like... Oh, they must go. Did you know home. that boarding school kids can go home sometimes yeah. if they want for holiday? Or do you think I don't know. Like, I never went to one. Do you think it's one, like man. prison where they're not? Yeah, allowed I out? thought it was. I thought like in all the movies, the kids don't want to be shipped to boarding school because it sounds like they never get to come home. You ever seen uh, Dutch? Yeah, yeah, that kid didn't get to come home but, like yeah. for Christmas. You told See? me. <laughs> but anyway, I know my boarding school movies. <laughs> Okay. There, are, there are five factions that kind of run every piece of the school from, you know, parties to... Can you name the five factions? Me, I can't no. off the top of my head. No, I wish I would have written them down. I all I know name, is... I can't even name people. I know. All I know is Sella... Yeah. Sella and her the f- the main girl. Is, is her group. That's the only the one girl, I can remember. The dude who gets screwed over and the yeah. girl. The girl with that, the really cool hair. Yeah. So obviously, Sela was the main character, and then, and then her friend, Paloma was the Paloma. younger girl who she P. It starts with a P. Yeah. Paloma. Maxi right. was her right hand man. Her right hand man. Yeah. So it's 
I think we've missed the point. It's a bunch of high school kids. Yes, Wait, it is a high also, school. I I was convinced the whole time that was her brother. That's not her no, brother. No, that's Maxie? like her no. number one in the That's like faction. her, you know, the, and I, the next in line. Apparently, all these kids have these clubs that are getting clubs. drugs and beating kids up and... <laughs> Making yeah. decisions for the school, but the administration doesn't know Has about no it. Has no clue. So they're like sororities well, and fraternities. In um, high school. And there's the one mean girl who's always trying to usurp Sela's authority. I don't know. Oh, Bobby? I the Bobbies. Did. That was her group, was the Bobbies. Yeah. So anyways, I think you kind of nailed it, Brad, when you said it was like cruel intentions, except for more of this faction stuff and less like yes. relational. Yes. And I think that's pretty much it. But my here's my thing. I guess I figured this out. Yeah, I, I thought I, I thought it was a while ago, but I figured it out watching this movie. Um, if I was in high school or maybe just a little bit into college, I probably would have loved a movie like this. Mm. But as an adult, I ju- and I have a teenager, I just don't care. I was like, I don't care if any of you guys get found out. <laughs> you probably should. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't care if your faction doesn't work or there's no leader. Like, I just didn't care about any of their problems. Like, it was all so dumb to me. And again, the movie itself wasn't, I mean, they did a great job. It wasn't like this dumb, dumb movie as much as I, the story. I didn't, uh, and I and I think it's because I am not, I think if I was a high schooler, I might think it's cool or something. But I, I can, uh, I can I don't, see where you come from there. I yeah. I mean, there were a lot of the characters. I was the same way. Like, I didn't care about what happened to them. I did yeah. really think the the style of the movie. This is a first time director, Tyrisha Poe. This is her first feature film. She's yeah. done short films before this, and I yeah. like I like the style. Like, yeah, my favorite style? scene. Yeah, my favorite scene is right at the beginning when Paloma's coming and taking the pictures of the cheerleaders, and she's standing there telling her basically, you know. They don't they tell us what to do with our bodies or what to wear or right. this or that. Like, They make the new kids take our photos because they don't take us seriously. That's a mistake the whole world makes. They never take the girls seriously. I just and love so the... I, I thought the movie was going to be about that. Like, more, okay, mm-hmm. this is about girls and... You know what, boy? Like I thought, you're right. That was actually the best. That was the best scene. No, like women defining a new definition of girls, and especially a new definition of what boys think of girls. I thought, you're right. That was the best scene in the movie, and I thought that was going to be more important. But it was just that one scene, sort of. And then I just, I mean, the the main part of the movie is this is her senior year, and she needs to find. She hasn't found someone to take over the spades for her to run this and that's why the other factions are kind of like especially I also Bobby didn't get the groups either like on one hand they're doing simple harmless pranks let's put some water glasses on the stairs which yeah. I thought was lame I agree with the Bobbies <laughs> there could have been something way cooler because uh, that's a lot of work it was, a, yeah, it was, it was a just as much work yeah. to fill glasses and put all that up as it would have been for the teachers to take it down. Like, it's bad. But then on the other hand, they're doing harmless uh, pranks, but then they're, like, doing drugs and beating the crap out of people. Like, I mean, really beating them, like, to where they're bleeding and cut up and stuff. Like, so I was like, what is going on? And then kind of, kind of like the they fact were that like... the adults had no idea is dumb. I was like, that wouldn't happen. This is... And their, their secret prom that they had at the end. Yeah. Not really give... 
Okay, but that secret prom was pretty dope. It was. It was. It was cool. the the way there was the buildup between how this girl came in and started kind of taking more power to take over the spades and and then you know her i i don't really want to give much away of like what she kind of does forcing some people out and then, yeah but you saw that coming like i i thought that was pretty predictable too i was like oh i expected i don't know the ending i expected to be a little bit more but it was still a good movie i really liked the movie and i would say check it out just because I did find a lot of it, especially the style and everything else, very enjoyable and very mm. the artisticness of it. I really liked, and I agree with you, Justin. I think if it was younger, if I was the you know college years or just out of high school, and this movie came out, I would have been like, "This is it. This is the movie that you have to see." Yeah, and I also like because I would we were talking about Clueless earlier. Like if I think of Clueless or Empire Records or. Any of those movies, I would still watch them today and not feel weird because those people were my age and they've aged yeah. with me. So yeah. I don't feel like it's creepy to be like, oh, I always had a crush on Elisa Silverstone or yeah. Liv Tyler or whatever. But now to watch high school kids, like I don't, it's not, I just don't, I just don't care the whole time. I'm like, yeah, this is, Did I was kind of bored. The movie Rules of Attraction with James yeah, Vanderbeek. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was parts of this movie that reminded me of, of that movie also. I think it was kind of some of the characters, how they kind of work behind other people's backs and the the dr- whole drug thing and stuff kind of remind yeah. me somewhat of Rules of Attraction in, in some ways. Yeah. I didn't like the character of Sela. I thought, at first I thought you were supposed to not like her. And then I think you were supposed to like her, but I didn't like her. I think there were supposed to be, yeah, there was supposed to be that ramp of like, you kind of did, but then you, you're supposed to hate her in a way. And then at the I end, actually, I think I there like was kind of, of a characters. redemption of like, oh, you feel bad for her by the end, I think is oh, what yeah. it is. Right. And I agree with really you, actually. I didn't like any of them. Not even Paloma. No. And Cinnamon, you're the, the younger of the three of us. What, you what, you how, remind me of this constantly. <laughs> what did you when think? When you were in high school last Sela year, would you have liked it? I'm still in high school. I probably think I would have liked it if I was in high school. I thought the the story was fine. The cinematography was good. The way it was cut was a little interesting. Like some of the scenes I feel like were just cut a little too long. Like the transitions were just a little too long. It actually like really gave me a lot of anxiety because when I would expect like something to cut show up or like happen, it would take like, three seconds longer than I was expecting it to. Now, do you think a lot of it is because they used a lot of shots where it was really on the person's face and it just kind of sat there for a second? No, like, like even in the beginning of the movie when they were really far away, like really far away from oh, the okay, three people yep. talking, mm-hmm. I was like, you should go closer so we can see who these people are. I'm really kind of irritated that I'm so far away right now. <laughs> but I think that was the um, point. They, you know, want to bring you in later. Yeah. Yeah, Kristen yeah. watched about it. 10 minutes of it and was like, this is trying way too hard <laughs> and gave up. She was like, yeah, I'm out. But I think, I think we're just not the target audience for it. Yeah. And, but you said a- they were trying to make a TV show. That would be better. And a TV show aimed at high school kids is a way WB better. A WB show. Replace yeah. Supernatural's ending. Replace it with this. 
one the one hundred all those <laughs> shows. Yeah. And I think Amazon is working on a television show for this, which I think it would work perfectly as that. I think uh, the type TV show, show would be good because you well, can really maybe flesh you get out the factions, the factions more, more the history yeah. of it, and a lot of more of the characters in the factions and kind of what I would actually they do in the school. Probably enjoy the TV show more. I would actually like to follow the Bobby's leader. She was like that yeah. crazy little girl was more interesting to me than the other one. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I bet you got some problems. <laughs> would you recommend anyone watching it to, yeah. to to see that watch this on Amazon Prime? If they were younger than me, I would. So if someone came up to me and was like, hey, I heard about selling the spades. Would you want to, should I watch it? I'd be like, eh, probably not. Uh, how old I'd are probably, they? I don't know. I don't have a lot of high school kids coming up to me asking me what they should watch. So exactly. So I think if it was a younger kid, I probably would say, "Yeah, you'll probably." Like I would. It. I would recommend it more for the artisticness of the movie, more than. Yeah. You know, I'd probably say be like, story. "Have you watched Hunters on Amazon? Because that's really good. <laughs> now that's a show that is quite amazing and artsy <laughs> and good." So two out of three would say, "Check out Selling the Spades on Amazon Prime." There you go. I want to say, before we go into their next movie, become a patron of the show. because <laughs> And then you can decide what we talk exactly. about or, or dictate three hours of our life. Become a patron of the show. We've had, you can give us a atop this idea. Go to patreon.com slash the cinema guys. So let's move into our patron-picked movie, which is The Great Escape from 1963. It stars Steve McQueen, James Garner, James Coburn, and Richard Attenborough, as some would know from Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Now, do we want to give our quick thoughts and letterboxed rating on it before we go full, I guess, ruinsies on it? Is this really yeah, a ruins? There, is this movie? Is there such a thing? You haven't seen it in the last seventy years. <laughs> uh, you, you you may not want to watch it. I gave it three stars. Okay. Um, you you enjoyed it, but I appreciated it a lot. Okay. okay. Um, I appreciated what it was doing. I, I wouldn't say I enjoyed there. it only because it was it was quite quite long. I, I gave did appreciate it, what it was doing. I gave it two and a half. Like I, you gave I it two and a half stars. I gave it two and a half stars. He's not, he doesn't like America a lot. I hate, I hate I America. Wow. And wow, Brad. I did find it overly long, and a lot of it, I was just confused and like, why, why, why? You gotta think about lot. the time like, period, bro. I, I yeah. know. I I was. I was like, so I'm not gonna is, judge this since it was 1963, but it was just right. It was hard. Um, was actually, hard. what did you give it? Uh, I gave it a three and a half. Okay. With three and a half. I'm actually shocked. <laughs> yeah, I thought you'd go less. Uh, and so it's a true story. Yes. Yes. With Although I get, we, I'm pretty sure a, that they gave, it got three and a half because I do like America. 
<laughs> it is a very um and the true uh, story a, does not have it's not american in it. yeah we no. have uh we americanized it however did you read that they did a poll on england what or britain uh their top christmas movies and this is like number one on really? most people's list yeah Britain still loves it, even though we Americanize it so much. It's a Christmas yeah, movie? Yeah, it's a Christmas. That's that's just what's on their list of Christmas movies they watch every year. That's interesting. Um, there aren't any scenes really that, I mean, there's a big 4th of July. There's a 4th of July scene. But I don't know. I guess it's patriotism. I don't know. I have no idea why. They just sing Christmas carols it, to drown out the working. It is a thing. I don't know. Okay. Interesting. So Interesting. how far past World War II was this? When did World War II end? 49? 45. 45. Okay. Yeah. So that's another big thing is that this was pretty... This, you know, a lot of people were remembering the war stuff. Yeah, it was less than 20 so, years since World War II. Um, we wouldn't make this film like this anymore. Everyone, would, it would be a lot grittier, a lot dirtier, oh, a lot more violent. Yes. Uh, one of my major disconnects was that I didn't find the con- the concentration camp that bad. No, I, like, well, playing, I did the baseball? same thing. When Hanging everybody showed up at ball? the beginning, like they're walking in with like suitcases and bags and all yeah. still dressed. I'm like, what? I <laughs> meant to look it up and I didn't. Is that true? Were the war camps not like the concentration camps? Did they treat them like just the enemy soldiers and that's fine? You can play baseball and as long as you don't try to escape, you're cool. Also, like I thought that, you know, when he went over the, the wire of death to go get his baseball to test them. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Why didn't they just shoot him immediately? They shot that other dude when he they tried to go over the fence. They shot him immediately. Yeah. Well, he, the other dude was climbing the fence. You but know, still, they, they, if that's they gave the wire to of, get up the fence, if that's the wire of death, have <laughs> I, a zero I, I tolerance policy and shoot him. I don't want and, uh, them to shoot him, but like I'm saying, like that makes more sense to me logically. Well, and well, and Steve McQueen's character, that American character, was. It was added for this because he didn't. He wasn't. Uh, yeah, he did. I think he was based around stunts. a similar character, but they needed someone, you know, in Hollywood audiences in America to like drive this film to for people right. to go see. When, and I think that's another thing too. If we, had, if I had been uh, older or or younger when this came out, like, and it was like, oh man, George Clooney and Brad Pitt and all these characters in this yeah. movie, like. That's the equivalent of what this cast oh, was. Absolutely. Like, oh, yeah. everyone's in it. That's yeah. cool. And for me, I was like, well, I know Charles Bronson. Uh, I saw, uh, what was his, uh, not Lethal Wet, what was his movies? Uh, Death Wish. Death Wish, yeah. Poor Bronson, dude. He was having a hard time. He's that handsome, though. He's he a handsome guy. super he hot. Yeah. yeah. But I did like that Steve McQueen did his own um, motorcycle. Well, he did a lot of his, his type of stunts like that. And did you know that... The scene that he gets the motorcycle, he uh, played the German that he knocks off the motorcycle. So he he was driving the motorcycle at that time that was chasing him that yeah. uh, that he knocked off the motorcycle. So he was kind of chasing himself, so to speak. That's pretty fun. Um, was this the that movie stunt. that they referenced really quickly in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? When Leonardo DiCaprio was like, I could have, you know, I tried out for that one movie and they showed a German concentration camp, him in a leather jacket, looked just like Steve McQueen and doing someone else's lines. And he's like, I didn't get it. I think he might have said Steve McQueen got or something. But I was wondering because it looked very similar. I was like, oh, were they talking about this movie? Oh. Like I said, I, I, I know it was made in the 60s. So when I sat down, I was like, okay, movies, older movies like that, they they are longer. They are slower. 
like you said, if it was made right now, e- even if it was three hours long, there would be like. But also, like, huge what does that battles, say about our like... mental capacities now? <laughs> right. Oh, well, everything uh, has to be right now, and I'm not. I I, I don't mind slower movies, and even older slower movies. Like I always tell, like when we watch Rocky, I tell the kids, like it's you know, it's got to get be, through yeah. a lot before. Um, but there, it there was, was a lot of the I story. Really I didn't care for some of the scenes, like. Yeah, I was like, why are we spending so much time developing these inner relations within the camp when that's not really because then at the last like the last fifteen minutes was like real action packed yeah. and tragic and well, cra- yeah. you're like, Whoa, well, this had, is the story. When it started and he had all these files and they brought in the, the British officer. Like the British officer, he was just standing there with the cars. I was like, I don't wonder, are they working together at first? Yeah. And oh, then and I could, sometimes I couldn't in. tell who was a British soldier and who was a yeah. German soldier. I couldn't soldier. either. And then all the files of like, oh, this guy escaped 10 times. This guy escaped 17 times. In my mind, I'm like, why didn't they just shoot him? Right. And then in, in the end, that's what they ultimately did to most of them is they just, you know, yeah. we're just going to shoot them. 70 escaped, three actually survived. 50, 50 escaped, and I think no, it was, was, no, I thought it was 50. No, because three made it out, 50 were killed, and 20, 22 were brought back. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so seven, I don't understand I like what they're doing. I think it was like 75 that got out total, Like 79. They're prisoners of war, so I guess they're Correct. holding, like, I, I didn't understand... I don't and understand I read, One thing I read war, was I they did have the actual people advising... Uh, so they said the actual camp itself, with the way it looked, was like dead on. Exactly, okay. that's exactly how it looked. A lot of, uh, but I guess yeah, the they guy didn't who played go into detail Charles on how they escaped because they didn't want to give that information away to the Germans. Like there was a lot of things they didn't want the enemy to know. I, I don't know. I was reading that on something, but I mean, ah. they, they can make their own alcohol there and have big parties and like. And the German officers were kind of like, "All right, cool, man." Yeah. <laughs> Um, although I, I was like, are you German? Because they didn't, they, sometimes they did speak German and they didn't translate it if they did. Yeah. And then sometimes they just spoke with English accents, I guess. And I was like, oh, you're German too. I don't know who's German here. Yeah. I was, yes. And, and there, cause there were like some of the German officers that would come in and it seemed like they were hanging out with them. Yeah. I didn't. You didn't know, are, are they prisoners too? Are they? Yeah. I don't know. It was. Um, I wonder, I'd like to ask your dad or somebody maybe who watched when they were younger and they really liked it. Like, did you, were you like on the edge of your seat? Like, oh, they're going to get caught. Because I was and I was like, yeah, it didn't seem so bad if they get caught or don't get caught or. This movie is very highly rated and people talk it up at how like great this movie is. And like the, I know one of the big parts is the motorcycle chase is one of like yeah. the, it was a huge that was pretty stunt sick that was though, made. How he how he like jumped over the uh, the f- over the the fence. final jump was not him. I did read that. Yes, he was in oh. everything except for the final jump. He attempted um, to do it but crashed, so he didn't he didn't end up doing it in the film. Uh, yeah, and I think in real life it was a British soldier and two Norwegians who actually escaped. Uh, mm-hmm. And they didn't want to. No, no one was watching Norwegians in film, I guess. So they were like Americans. Yeah. Did you find? And any there of- were Americans in the camp. They just weren't a big part of the story, like they were in this. Did, no, they were did just you find out, any of the uh, character development they tried on some of the characters to seem 
somewhat forced of like oh like when charles bronson all of a sudden was claustrophobic all of a sudden yeah he had dug the whole tunnel but now he won't go through it <laughs> yeah and exactly. he's like i'm gonna go now or else i'll get crazy or the, the like, irish oh, guy okay. that ran that got shot climbing the fence uh he like, was scottish he was scottish i thought he was irish he was scottish and he did it right after the fourth july party he was like screw this fourth july yeah. <laughs> he just snapped yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, outside of the people with guns gunning people down, the German soldiers seemed, you know, not not too bad. Not too, they, not one, too bad. And exactly. the main guy was pretty remorseful in the end. Like he, when he had to deliver the news, you're all dead. Like he was. Oh, that's well, even even sad. the movie, even the score in the movie. I mean, a lot of movies in this Super time period was very like upbeat. And it was very like okay. When they we're were going in a, into solitary confinement and they played that happy music, it, I was exactly. like, "This does was, not fit." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wonder. Uh, I mean, I'm sure. A again, you had a lot of people in the war, so it's probably they were probably being cautious of, you know, some PTSD back then, or mm. maybe they just didn't want it. They didn't want to make it seem too real, or we've yeah, and we've trended towards realism. Well, uh, I mean, that's yeah, that's our culture also they can't really do bloody back then although i mean they could uh have you ever seen uh the most one of the most violent movies i ever saw was a western that was done in 62 the bad bunch uh, the wild bunch wild bunch that's it sorry yeah that was like i remember being like okay they did do violent movies back then but i guess probably not blockbusters right yeah it's not it's not like it is now where you just see every movie coming out you're like oh okay cool it's well comparing it with hunters where they actually do go and show you a lot of scenes from World War II of what the Nazis did, you're like, <laughs> it's like hard to watch, like so hard to watch. Um, and they obviously didn't do any of that. And so I wonder if the German soldiers would have treated white soldiers better in, tr- in camps than they would have Jews, right? So well, the- they obviously did. Right, obviously. So that's what I'm saying. But I, I wouldn't have guessed that. I would have guessed they were all guessed treated horrible. I guess that I would have guessed that they would have seen them as the enemy, where they're all just as bad, or maybe even like worse, like immediately killing them. But but this think one about how seem- they want the Aryan race. They probably were like, oh, we don't want to kill this race off. We'll just keep them here. I mean, it's especially if you're putting a a whole ton of already escapees into a camp to try to keep them. You'd think they'd be a little like harsher on them and a little more strict yeah. on it and everything else like it just i don't know it seemed a little uh a little more light <laughs> oh yeah, definitely the other light. one the other story besides the claustrophobia donald pleasance when he all of a sudden went blind and, and oh, couldn't yeah, yeah. see anything and that scene was so bad too he's like ah, i can't see now. yeah what yeah all of a sudden because i'm watching it and i'm like wait a second isn't he their forger and he was just fine and now all of a sudden he's looking and everything was blurry. I thought maybe it was just as the scene was set up, okay, he's been working all night long. Like, you know, that happens. You get that double vision. Yeah, it got tired. real confusing right in that time where I'm like, with so many documents are trading hands and yeah. actors you don't know who are soldiers pretending on the train. And I was like, okay, what's going on? Let's just get to the end here. But the end happens real fast. Do you think it, it would have been different if it was a little shorter? 
Because, you know, it's just under three hours long. I, I don't know. Uh, it still had that happy tone to it that made it weird. So, dun, dun, so what were you going to say, dun, Ashley? Dun, 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 dun. So I just looked up POW camp like uh, conditions in World War II. And there's apparently, from my quick read, so if any of the history buffs are listening and I'm wrong, sorry, please correct us. Um, and well, and these are POW camps according to Peter Jackson in the article. <laughs> <laughs> so there's apparently a stark difference between ones in Europe and the ones in Japan. Or the mm. Japanese, the, the Japanese ones were apparently disgusting, where they would, like, beat people, starve them, torture them. Okay. And then the ones where the, like, German and such, they they followed the rules more of the Geneva Convention on the prisoners of war, where they would put them in places that were uh, adequately heated and lighted, and, like, the conditions were the same as their own troops. Huh. All right. Interesting. That's just a brief overview, so if I'm wrong, sorry. Peter <laughs> yeah. Jackson didn't write it. <laughs> um i mean that you're right with the i was just thinking about the whimsicalness like in the very beginning when they all try to go escape under the trees and the yes. germans are just like you guys get back <laughs> okay. okay i almost got you with my pitchfork <laughs> <laughs> right that was so weird I was like, oh you got me because i was like oh they're gonna catch him and kill him oh, yeah no the whole beginning of the movie I thought was weird, where they just rolled up, unloaded all these people, and then, yeah, like, immediately they just, like, we're gonna hop in these cars. Yeah. That, and yeah, they started real fast with the jackets and everything, and I was like, all right, all right. (laughs) And I think the only Russian that guy apparently knew was I love you, but then he clearly spoke other Russian, too. Yeah. Like, this isn't very congruent, guys. And they're like, no, no, you. You get out of line. Oh, I know you're you, not supposed to be here. And he puts the hat on the right person. Like, yeah. come on. How did you know that? <laughs> I, yeah, I wish I also had a better understanding of uh, of uniforms because I think you needed it in this to be yeah. like, well, oh, so clearly that's that uniform is just... allied. And some of them still like they had their hats and uniforms even as prisoners, but then they looked a lot like the non-prisoners because yeah. they had hats and uniforms so it's mm-hmm. like maybe we should put them all in the same colored clothing so we <laughs> right. know who's a prisoner give him an armband not yeah like james garner always with the, like the coat and the little turtleneck with his hat oh i yeah. did miss this so i did leave for just a second when i was watching it but how did steve mcqueen get the red shirt with the black vest oh that was during the fourth of july celebration yeah, I he, know it was during then, but how did he get that? Where did it come so, from? Someone gave him the, the vest and he put it on and that's when they started the drum thing and singing. But he had stuff. a red shirt on underneath yeah. it and I never saw that red shirt again. Well, I mean, they had suitcase. They, you know, it's nice. They yeah, they came with their suitcases, their yeah. like, their little I, knapsacks. You know, when I'm a soldier, I clearly carry around my 4th of July I mean, gear so that when it happens, like, I can wear it. That's right. right. You have to and be prepared. Only, only for that day. And and why, you know, there are only a couple Americans there. Why did they get to raise a flag and celebrate? Right? <laughs> well, I guess that was one of the big criticisms of the film is how American it was made. Oh, man, it was but. so, so American. Even like the, sa- like everything was super Americanized. And I felt <laughs> yeah. a little guilty. Like this is a British story and the Americans exactly. were just taking it over. Have, I wouldn't have guessed it was a British story no, until I started reading. I was I like, knew. oh, yeah, I guess yeah. there were a lot of... You know, non-Americans, but it seemed like, you know, and uh, like the Americans had all the good ideas. Yeah. (laughs) Like, they were like, oh, you guys really do are patriotic. We're not. We'll just join on yours. When it was actually the other way around. When it was actually the other way around. 
And when you when you look at even a lot of war movies still made, I mean, we Americanize everything. So it's like, oh, look at the Americans. They came up with the idea. They did this. They did that. And like, yeah, the rest of the world just follows. Let's not hate on America. But I do feel like American media (laughs) takes over everything. I'm not hating on America. I'm just saying that. Well, I mean, Brad, when it comes to like soldiers, clearly, we're kind of the best. We clearly know where <laughs> your allies are, Brad. Not yeah, yeah. America. You know, when you're quarantined for a month, it, it gets to you. All right. Any more thoughts on The Great Escape? Uh, no, I will no, say that, that Papa or Padre Cinemaiden said that Steve McQueen is the coolest man who's ever lived. So. He, was, he cool. was a pretty cool guy. Everybody loved the old Steve McQueen. I like um, uh, what's his face? We were just talking about the other guy, Charles Bronson. Bronson, I think I like he's him. super cool. Yeah, he's real cool, man. I was reading some article about Steve McQueen bef- before this podcast recording, and it said that Yul Brenner really had a problem with Steve McQueen when they were filming Magnificent Seven mm-hmm. because oh. Steve McQueen kept like upstaging him and like acting yeah, better than him. I bet he did. <laughs> I was like. Wow, some bad blood. <laughs> I can see that, especially because Yul Brenner, he was he was big time, man. He was big time, and then Steve McQueen just comes in being all cool, yeah, the young cool. young punk with his motorcycles. I, I want to thank Padre Cinnamon, our our biggest patron, for giving us a movie to talk about, even if we didn't all yeah. love it. But why well, like we, watching I liked this stuff, it. man? I liked it. I feel like I. Glad I got it added to my catalog. Yeah, it's always one of those movies you've heard about. Oh, The Great Escape. I've heard of this movie, but I've never watched it. It's always been one of those like, oh, someday I should watch that movie. Because people always have it on a list. All right, should we escape into some at-home recommendations? All right, so we're uh, obviously still quarantine in our homes watching oh lots you of guys stuff are on. yeah i went on a walk in a park and had dinner out last night <laughs> i mean i've i've gone on walks with my dog but i don't get to go out to dinner anywhere mm. well i have one really good one okay go go, go ahead justin what's your uh, really it's a, good it's one? a new amazon series uh we watched two episodes it's basically i feel like their version of black mirror but it's called tales from the loop Tales from the Loop. It's yes, and I guess it's based on a writings of a science fiction writer. I I don't know when he lived or who he is, but it's supposed to be like a Tales from the Crypt type of thing. No, it's it's like a Black Mirror, except it does follow the same cast, but it is like almost each episode's its own individual. So it's a it's takes place in the eighties or the seventies, late seventies, early eighties, and. They've taken a whole community of people and moved them to Ohio, and they call this the loop. And people work at the loop, but they're all physicists. So it's all physics. And so everything that happens in this community is weird and wild. And there's robots, and there's things you can't explain because they're all experimenting with physics. Really? And so, and they call it the loop. And so you're just, uh, I've only watched two episodes. The first episode was, was okay. It was good enough to keep me watching it. But the second episode, I was like, oh, this is good. And again, very Black Mirror, uh, lots of like theories, lots of like, uh, it kind of reminds me of a mix between Black Mirror and, um, Fringe. That's what it reminds me so, of. So, so it, it all takes place in the same 
area, yeah. so it's not like a anthology type of show where each episode's a different yeah, story. Yeah, and you're following else. maybe a different uh, community member that you saw in the first episode, but then it just jumps to their life in the next okay, one. Okay, but you're still in the, stuff, the yeah. loop. Yeah, area. but everyone okay. works for the loop. Um, okay. And, you, okay. and they're not phased by the weird stuff that you as the viewer are phased by. But weird stuff happens, at the, and every now and then there's something they can't explain. It's it's interesting. It's really good. And it's on it's Amazon. It's worth checking out. Yeah, it's called. It just came out last week. It's called Tales from the Loop. Okay. Really, really good. Sounds interesting. I might have to check that out. Yeah, you, you would definitely like it, man. And you would too, Ashley. You have any recommendations for us? I don't have anything. I've been rewatching old shows. You're always rewatching old shows. I like it. It calms you down. <laughs> Well, what old sh- you can recommend an old show. It doesn't have to be something new. I'm rewatching all of Outlander still. Okay. Oh. Well, you can recommend Outlander. Yeah, I'm rewatching all of Outlander because I'm watching the new ones. And so I flip between that and Korean dramas, and you don't want to hear about my Korean dramas anyway. So like, at home recommendations don't have to be just new stuff. You can be like, I recommend you to watch Outlander. Yeah, but I'm saving myself from ridicule for my Korean dramas. Well, mine is a premium rental that you can get at home that i just watched this weekend trolls world (gasps) tour oh wait i did watch that this week (laughs) we rented it with our kids and we loved it like we had so much fun with this movie like we the music in it was great and the 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 message and everything else i i thought it was just a really good movie it is not better than the first one, as you previously said. I personally enjoyed it more than the first one. You're crackhead. That, like that, was, that was me personally. Crackhead. <laughs> but I know, I know some no, people are... I was are, impressed with the world that they continued yes. I know, from. I know some people are would be turned away by a $20 rental rather than buying it for $20. But... We looked at it as like, yeah, it was 20 bucks for the four of us at home. It would cost us more if we went to the theater to see it. So Yeah, that's you. That's good for you, but it's more expensive for exactly. me to do that. Yeah, yeah. But I really, really liked it. Really liked it. Yeah. No, I, I, I saw the beginning too. and the end, and I liked what I saw. But my kids really, really liked it, too. I liked it. All right. Well, that wraps up another episode of The Cinema Guys. I'm going to say... Follow us on YouTube. So in between our episodes, we've been doing our corn streams, just kind of hanging out, chatting movies and what we're watching and whatever questions pop up in the chat room. It's been fun. We've done two of them. They've been fun. But you can follow us over on our YouTube channel. But we will be back with a new episode in two weeks, episode 100. And we are going to do our top 100 movies combined between the three of us so we're splitting 100 movies into three the cinemated and i are putting 33 movies on the list and justin gets 34 cinemaster the cinemaster but we are also going to do it in 100 minutes yeah 100 movies in 100 minutes for a hundredth episode that's a lot of hundreds but look for that coming in a couple weeks and until next time Enjoy a movie at home.
Good job, you did it. <laughs>